If you're a service-based entrepreneur, you know all too well the constraints of trading your time for money. It can be really challenging to make more money without working more hours. So how can you increase your income without increasing your client workload? If you've been asking yourself that question, you're gonna love this episode of the Messy Desk Podcast. Hey you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to achieve more without the overwhelm and drama. Because although business and life get messy, that doesn't mean things have to be hard. Join us as we help you cope with the chaos and banish your barriers so that you can move forward in your entrepreneurial journey. I'm Megan Monahan, And I'm Teresa Safali. Let's get on with it. It's great to see you today, Teresa. How are you doing? I'm awesome. How are you feeling today, Megan? I'm a little allergic today, but I'm feeling fine. It doesn't awesome. sound like that with my voice. <laughs> ah, that's okay. You still sound good to me. All right. Well, good. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> so let's start today's podcast with a couple of startling stats that probably you won't really be surprised at because most entrepreneurs like you live this reality. I know we do. First of all, did you know that one and two person teams make up the majority of small businesses? That means most small businesses do it all. Not only do they run their business, but they also work directly in their business to deliver services to clients. Secondly, Fundera researched small businesses and they discovered 70% work more than 40 hours a week and almost 20% work over 60 hours a week, which is well over the national average of 38.6 hours. That's just crazy. Oh my gosh. I'm like so relating to these stats. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, the majority of small business owners work harder and more hours than nine to five employees, but they earn less. 86% of small business owners said they take a yearly salary of less than $100,000 and 30% don't even take a salary. That's just amazing. Just to give you some context, the national median salary for CEOs is about $158,000. Dang. <laughs> so we may start our entrepreneurial journey with grand ideas of being our own boss and making more money, but the reality is that small business owners have a rough road a lot of the time. The good news is 92% of them say they don't regret it, which of course is totally awesome. Mm -hmm. But is this really what you wanted when you envisioned being your own boss? I know that's not what I wanted. Oh, yeah, me neither. Absolutely not. Well, since you have a finite amount of hours in a day and you don't want to limit your earning potential, what can you do to improve the situation? Are there ways to boost your income without increasing your client workload? The answer is yes. Today, we're talking about ways you can generate more money outside of delivering services. Not only that, but in the long run, these ideas can save you time in addition to increasing your revenue. All you need is your own expertise and an open mind. One way to generate more revenue is through speaking. Paid speaking gigs are a great way to make extra money without a huge investment of time. This is especially true if it's a local speaking opportunity, which doesn't require travel, of course. And if you use the same presentation for multiple speaking gigs, you can maximize your time and effort even further. And even unpaid speaking gigs can lead to revenue. 
why would you even do an unpaid gig? Well, these opportunities can help you build your influence and authority, as well as help others see you as the expert in your field. Plus, they can take place in person or online. Even being a guest on a podcast could fall into this category. I think speaking gigs and events are so perfect for some people, specifically those who love interaction and the energy of a crowd. For me, of course, I'm more inclined to create digital products. Digital products are ways to take your expertise and experience and package them into an offer that you deliver online. Some examples of digital product ideas are like downloadable templates, eBooks, training webinars or workshops, and online courses. These are a really good place to start, if, especially if you're not used to digital products or creating digital products. With digital products, you can take something you're already doing and digitize it. This gives you the ability to share your expertise with more people because you're not delivering a service. You aren't limited by the time you have in a day, which is really right. Right. Here's a real life example. In my previous business, Smartbird Social, we offered a social media strategy that was $850. I knew everyone couldn't afford that, so I used our social media strategy template and method and turned it into a workbook. People could purchase the workbook, which was just a downloadable PDF, and they could fill in the blanks to determine their own strategy. I think this was around $27 or something. And it was awesome, too. Oh, thank you, Teresa. The point is, think about what you already have in your brain and in your service offering, you can likely come up with a lot of ideas. This is something I help businesses figure out and you'd be surprised how many digital products you probably already have at your fingertips. Yes, I know. I just recently did a digital course myself with lots of encouragement from you, Miss Megan. But it was when incredible I started, too, by the way. What's that? I said it was incredible too, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> so while I'm starting to move into the digital course creation space, I didn't start there with this business. I actually started with one-to-one -one coaching and consulting. And this was a very deliberate choice. So I knew when I moved from the craft and hobby industry into um, coaching that I needed to do it a little bit differently. Actually, every fiber of my being fought the temptation to build the perfect website and you know start with a, a low dollar offer or to offer some type of service that required a lot of my time. Instead, I went directly into high-end coaching. I leveraged the influence and authority that I'd already built within the craft and hobby industry to do two things. Number one, I wanted to generate more revenue, not necessarily faster, because I think that one-to-one -one coaching, when it's a high-end product, is a little bit longer of a sales period. So from when somebody meets me to when they opt to close a contract, it takes a little bit longer, that sales cycle. But because it's a higher dollar offer, I need few of those to generate the type of revenue that I want. And then second, it also enabled me to determine whether or not I actually liked coaching. And it also helped me determine what my framework was going to be. What was the process I was taking clients through? And there's even a third one in there. In building out my framework, I was able to discover 
what people really needed. And that helped me booster, bolster up my services and my offering. I think coaching and consulting is such a great way to monetize your expertise um, outside of services because, you know, where you could charge for like, it might take you 15 hours to complete a service where it might take you an hour or two for the, the coaching and consulting. So I love that about it. Yep. Another idea is to incorporate affiliate marketing into your business. If you have a list or an audience, this idea can work more quickly to generate revenue in a more passive manner. Basically, if you're not aware, affiliate marketing is the process of earning a commission by promoting other people's or other companies' products or services. Ideally, you're looking for things that you've used yourself or that align with your business and that align with your community. Then you promote that product or service to others and earn a piece of the profit or a commission for each sale that you make. Probably one of the most well-known examples of this is Amy Porterfield's promotion of Marie Forleo's B-School. But both Amy Porterfield and Marie Forleo, of course, have huge followings and yep. enormous audiences. Yeah, you're way more familiar with them than I am, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> so a smaller example is that you could start with something like an app or a tool that you could promote to your clients and to your email list. I know ClickFunnels has a really popular affiliate program. Obviously, the more expensive the product, usually the bigger your affiliate commission. I won't belabor this idea, but I will say that if you don't already have a bigger audience, it will take much longer to earn revenue with affiliate marketing. And don't exclude becoming an affiliate for products and services that you sell as part of your own service offering. For instance, I mentioned ClickFunnels a minute ago. If you're a web designer that sells sales funnels and you use ClickFunnels, you can promote it with your service. That way you get money on the front end for creating the sales funnel for your client and then you receive recurring affiliate commission from your participation in the ClickFunnels program. And that's a really good idea. And it's really easy to get started with affiliate marketing too. It's not that complicated. You just have to be aware of things that you're already using that you probably could be an affiliate for, right? Yeah, exactly. That, that's right. So don't be afraid to think outside of the box with affiliate marketing and really, you know, embrace your creativity to figure out other ways you can make a little money with things you're already using and your clients are already using. Right. So an, another great idea for getting yourself out of the service rat race, right? Because you're always trading your time for money when you're doing a one-to-one -one service. And you also, as one solo person, tap out on time and hit a revenue ceiling a lot quicker when you're only working. Even for me with my coaching clients, I will always tap out. There's only so many people I can work with at one time. And in that instance, you can try to switch your model to move from a one-to-one -one or, and, and that even if you're co not coaching and you're doing a service for a client, that's still a one-to-one -one service um, and move to a one-to-few or one-to-many model. And having a monthly membership program really helps you do that. It allows you to generate recurring monthly revenue that you can count on having month-to-month. -month. And it can be even one, a one-to-few where maybe it's a six-month program where you're working with, you know, 10, 20, 30 people in a small group, but you know for that six-month period, you're going to have consistent revenue coming in, and then it still gives you plenty of time to promote it again, but it's getting you out of that one-on-one -on -one type of 
work habit and into that one-to-many where you're generating a lot more revenue. So for example, this actually last year already, wow, it's 2020, I keep forgetting what year it is. Um, I launched a very small monthly membership program called the Daily Achievers Academy. I launched a founder's launch to a very small group and we worked on building out what the membership would actually look like. While I was generating revenue for the membership, um, I gave those members a few extra bonuses because they were helping me build something that then I can offer to many more people. But the point is, is that whether you're doing a group coaching, that's going to be like a month to month small group coaching or doing a monthly membership, that's more of a low dollar, is that it gets you from working as a solo person to instead front of many people. And it helps you boost your earning power while not increasing your workload, if that makes sense. That totally makes sense. And by the way, I am a member of the Daily Achievers Academy and shameless plug, it's completely worth it. (laughs) It's a great program that's really helped me with my goal setting and achieving more in my personal life and my business. (laughs) All right. So on to the last suggestion, which is to productize one or more of your services. I love that word. Yeah, it's not really a word, but (laughs) this is when you see a way to generalize and package your service in a way that meets the needs of more than just one client. Then you can deliver that service to more than one client or one business. This will not work for everyone, but you may be in an industry where you can rethink about how you deliver your services. If you can deliver your services in a model that's one-to-many rather than one-to-one, you can help more people and earn more money without the pressure of increasing your workload too much. Here's an example. When I was doing social media marketing, there was a definite need for graphics and content. I saw this need with different colleagues and with clients. So way back in 2017, I productized the service of social media content creation. I developed this program called The Content Cure, and uh, members subscribe monthly to download 60 or so images, some text to go with those images, and hashtags to use in their social media. So you could see how, I mean, that's just one idea of how you could take a service and turn it into, um, uh, turn it into more of a product. So... One nice thing about this is that you can help more people with this model, and that's what I love about it. It also has great earning potential over the long run. Not not right away, over the long run. Right. Because I will say this, yeah, uh, there's a lot of upfront work, and there's possibly ongoing monthly work, depending on your offer. I mean, Teresa, you know how much work that <laughs> program was for me. So... Every offer requires creation, management, and selling, no matter what you do, services or products. So you won't get out of that. Right. That's true. Well, you know, for the most part, everyone is trading some time for money, right? Even when you're doing um, a digital product or you're doing a membership, there's still time involved, right? And still money that you're making, right? I just, I I don't know how else to say it except just plainly, right? We're trading time for money no matter what we do. The the point is, is that we're going to try to now think about instead of one-to-one service, how can I get to more people? And that really increases your earning potential. 
And the real goal is to start trading sometime for more money, right? So instead oh. of trading a lot of time for some money, the, I'm kind of flipping that around, trading some time for more. I like the sound of that. It reminds me <laughs> of that skit from the TV show in Living Color. I remember that show. <laughs> mo money, mo money, mo money. <laughs> I don't know. That was like a saying in my time <laughs> for a while. I'm sure that just dated myself quite a bit. I'm but the anyway. same age as you. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that show? Uh, yes, I do. That's where Jim Carrey got it. <laughs> yes, story. that's right. That's and right. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. That's right. She a was bunch a fly of people. Girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, to wrap this up, you can earn more money by adding offers like digital products and group programs. But you can also modify or productize your services to make it easier for more people to buy from you and for you to increase your earning potential. I just want to mention that transitioning into digital products, speaking gigs, membership programs, and the other ideas mentioned here still requires time. We're not going to get away from that. You will spend time on the front end developing these offers and making them happen. Then there's the time it takes to market and sell those offers. It's different from services though, because you're selling one thing to many people, which gives you leverage and earning potential that services can't. And in that spirit, which of the suggestions we made today most interest you and why? And then when will you get started? Okay, Megan. And everyone, we will see you next week on the Messy Desk Podcast. Bye, Teresa. Bye, Meg. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the Messy Desk Podcast and leave us a review. We're interested in what you're interested in. So email us at messydeskpodcast at gmail.com with your topic suggestions and questions. And most importantly, stay messy because that's where the growth, progress, and magic happens.